You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. All right, we are here. Welcome to Refrigerated Diaries, keeping the people engaged with the food. Share your stories, videos, music, topics. Let people know what's on your diary. Hashtag what's your ID. And we have got Smokey G's Smokehouse in the house. How you doing, brother? I'm blessed. I'm well. I'm well. So happy to be here. Man, I'm, I'm happy that you're here. And, you know... You were kind of going into this a little bit in terms of what, what Smokey G starts with here. And we were talking about the smells, uh, going into the aroma, essence, ambiance here. And, and in our case, it started with a, a single malt scotch whiskey here. Yes, yes. 15-year age single malt. Uh, quality. We uh, want to get that palate in tune of what we're tasting. And we enjoy what we taste here. Uh, we eat for quality, not quantity. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. And you know what? If you're watching it with the video here, listen to us. We've got a beautiful spread here. Uh, Smokey G Smokehouse right on the, the wood panel grain here. Um, and you know, not to focus so much on the board, but as I'm taking this, we're, we're about presentation here. Absolutely. You know, quality and, and what you represent. So how, how'd you get started into that path? Um, well, I've always been a foodie. I always love good quality food. Uh, my parents always took me to different types of restaurants. But barbecue is something all along that I loved. My father cooked it. My grandmother cooked it. My father's mother. So I really got bit by the bug when I went down to St. Louis for an engagement party. And uh, I was just going down there to have fun. But I had a layover in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Ended up taking an Uber in and around the city. What time is this in your life right now? Um, I would say this is in my 20s. I'm uh, 30, I'll be 39 at the end of the week, April 5th, okay, okay. Air, airy season, I guess. Airy season. Yeah. So um, in my 20s, um, I was a bouncer at a nightclub. And so uh, one of my I friends. Like I've done it myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In my former life. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, I took a trip down to um, Kansas City. I'm sorry, St. Louis. And uh, we went to, uh, we had some gracious hosts and they took us around. They t- asked us what we like to eat. And I was like, yeah, I like some barbecue. Heard you guys had pretty good barbecue here. Mm-hmm. They took us to this place, and before I could even see the building, I could smell the smell. Oh, I could man. see the smoke in the air. Smoked meats is is, t- is tantalizing. It's, it's, oh my it's gosh, it's, it's uh, nothing. It's nothing like it. Uh-huh. We finally got to the place. It was no bigger than a Dairy Queen, All right. but outside of it was two huge oil tankers that they converted into smokers. Oh wow! And when I say the line was long to get in there. And you could just smell it. And I and walked. The line was just for the meat. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, just to get in there. And um, like I said, the place was no bigger than your average Dairy Queen. And uh-huh. uh, didn't have a sit down area because they had t- tables and benches outside. Right. But like I said, the oil drum smokers, oil tankers. I'm sorry, had been converted into smokers, mm-hmm. and uh, it was bigger than the actual establishment itself. And they constantly had meat on there from brisket, beef ribs. Uh, pork ribs, uh, baby back, St. Louis, uh, three different types of sausages, chicken. Uh, they just had so many variety. And what really got me was we went back to, uh, to, you know, to eat the food back at the house and, uh, we were leaving the next day and we actually were going to another dinner that night. They just took me there because they knew I love barbecue and we ate as much as we could. The rest we just packed up and was like, you know what? I'm going to save it for tomorrow. We ended up leaving the next day uh, on an airplane, coming back home here to Detroit. And when I got home 
and I opened up the box, I could still smell the smoke and the aroma as if I was standing outside that smoker, outside that restaurant, mm. because uh, the smoke was so embedded into that meat and the flavor was still there. And I said, that's what we need here in the city of Detroit. Mm-hmm. And ever since then, I've been just been on a mission. To bring that here to the city of Detroit. Man, I feel like I need to snap after that. Man. <laughs> like, you know, what what's up? So you 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 experienced this and this was in St. Louis? Mm-hmm. Experienced this immaculate uh we, we call it divine intervention of barbecue in St. Louis. And and now we're we're on a mission to to start Smokey G's. What what was the first step in that? You caught me in this sentence. I started snacking hey, on some I'm, of these I'm snacks. To, I'm going to snack on some of these snacks here with you. Absolutely, They're delightful. You know, absolutely. Uh, you know, we we eat here. That's that's what we do. That's why we're in business. You know, we're in business to to serve folks and for them to hopefully enjoy what we're serving them. And that's truly my mission: is for everyone to who comes to support Smokey G's to eat like I eat. Mm-hmm. And I want them to be able to taste the things that I have not only cooked and provided, but taste them the way I taste them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like to think I have a pretty good palate. Uh, I haven't gotten this big for nothing. <laughs> so I enjoy what I uh, cook as well as what I eat. So I want everyone to be able to enjoy it as well. Mm-hmm. No, I'm all about that. So, like, you know, I I remember my very first, like, I, I was like, I started cooking like I was 17. My very first job, uh, I was in the cafeterias of um, my college dorm. I'll never forget, like, the first time I got promoted from doing pizzas to to doing the grill. I was like, man, you know, this is awesome. You know, like, people were like, because I'm, I'm a shy kid. Like, naturally, I don't like to talk to people. Um, but when I cook food, I'm I, I get, like, I'm like, oh, I get to, like, I can, there's like common ground that I'm able to interact with people, you know? Mm-hmm. So like after you left St. Louis, you know, uh, I imagine like, what, what was the first, the very first thing that you did? Did you like cook for somebody? Did you just like say, all right, I'm going to do a pop-up or did you just say, I'm, I'm going to get all the stuff and I'm going to start making this food. I know I got it. No, actually I, I did my research. Okay. I, I did my research in the sense of, let me hit all the barbecue places that are here. All right. And uh, this is not a, a diss or a slide. This is just uh, from my own experience. I just went around to the barbecue places we have here in and around the city uh, metro area in Wayne County, Oakland County, Macomb County, even out to Washtenaw County and tried the different would-be barbecue places, then places that claim to be smokehouses, mm. see what they had going on. And um, what I found was uh, a lot of them had these uh, large – uh, smokers, mm-hmm. propane smokers, mm-hmm. automatic mechanical smokers. Mm-hmm. And it's nothing wrong with that. Um, and to the average palate, you wouldn't know the difference. But that south real wood burning with the ambers, you're cooking with those ambers that are burning from the different types of wood and knowing the wood you're smoking with, it's totally different. It's a totally different taste. Because someone has to like... You know, a machine can't do that. You know, no someone one. has to be there, like, tending to the fire. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Rhymes in the days of old. Yeah, know? yeah. And it's uh, that comes at a, a cost, of course, but a premium. But uh, it is well worth it. That taste is uh, irremarkable, irreplaceable, because uh, you can pretty much get anyone to put uh, loads of meat up into a machine and let the timer go, and that's it. But to truly watch after the meat as it's smoking uh, – to make sure the fire and the temperature stays at a steady 225 up to 250 at times, mm-hmm. it's okay, you know, to yeah. see that, to see that happen, to put that much uh, 
uh, I guess tender love and care, as I used to say. There, there is a tender love and care. Like I, I feel like you can taste it. Like yeah, you yeah. know, like sometimes I'll go and um, I'll just go and and eat fast food. Like I'll go try it out, just just like a bite, like of this and that, just to make sure I know what's happening with. It. And then I'll go to like a Red Lobster, make sure the cheddar biscuit still tastes the same. You know, <laughs> like you know, all, all all these things, just just for that quality. You know, so like what would um. After you started doing your research and development, you started doing your R and D. Then, um, what was the first thing that you put out on your menu? Uh, I went after though. Well, let me tell you this: I uh, hooked up with a guy who was out of Chicago, okay, and he knew all about ribs, rib tips, and hot sausages because that's what he knew in Chicago. And he knew he was very knowledgeable about smoking as well. Mm-hmm. And I learned a lot from him. Learned a lot right. from him. And so uh, I wanted to expand the menu. I wanted to expand into brisket, uh, pulled pork, um, even smoked turkeys. Think other things that more than just ribs and rib tips and uh, mm-hmm. other things like that. And so uh, from that, I then started using different types of wood. I wanted more than just oak. I wanted more than a hardwood. I wanted to see what fruit wood does. I wanted to see what mesquite does versus um Apple, cherry, mm-hmm. hickory. What's the outcome of those? What's Most people don't flavor? know that it does have an effect, much like definitely. drinks. You know, the, the type of wood used in the cask, it also definitely affects what you're going to be tasting. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so with that research, I um, and there's no diss, no diss to any uh, current barbecue places. I appreciate all the barbecue places that are here in the city of Detroit and around. Uh, I've tried you all. It's uh, Some are delightful. Some are Hey, thank you for being there, but mm-hmm. we got to keep it moving. And uh, I realized this is what is needed. Um, and then because of technology, because of YouTube, I was then able to go on YouTube and able to research places in Florida, places in Texas, places in uh, the Carolinas. My family, uh, my mother's people are from Tennessee. So I'm very familiar with the Memphis style as well as Nashville. So uh, the different types of barbecue around the country and what flavor profile they're looking for. And I've always been a sweet and savory type of guy. Mm-hmm. And so that's a play- favorite profile I always look for, something sweet and savory. So your salt and your sugar, those types of things that are uh, hitting the palate the right way. No, that sounds fantastic. So sweet and savory. That's something that I find that's uh that's in a lot of like the uh, the palates here and food. Even with us, like in the the Afro-Caribbean sense, we do a lot of like pure pepper based things. But I have found that sweet and savory, even paired with pepper, in our case, tends to play popular here. Mm-hmm. You know, um, have you do you do any types of dry rubs that are like using that same type of profile? Like, do you do like a a dry rub brown sugar or something like that? Uh, we do do a brown rub, uh, uh, dry rub. And uh, you got to – everybody knows this is your podcast, man. And I got to tell you how much I love your food. Oh, man. Yeah, for, and I love eating there. And if I could, I eat there just about every day. Oh, man, I appreciate it. And when I, I'm mad when you get – when those days are closed <laughs> and I feel like a Tyrone Biggum's outside knocking on the oh, door. <laughs> so <laughs> the food is always awesome, man. So um, the – like I said, we just pair the wood with the different meats and that uh, dry rub that we have. Um, not too much sauce on there. We like to really let that wood uh, get a nice char on the meat and uh, get that good flavor. So Okay. 
So, like, one of the things that people don't really talk about a lot is just structures of, of the business models and the business plans. Like, so in the city of Detroit, no matter what, you're still required to have a unit of, of operation where you go back to, you know, like this is your home, right? So yeah. even if you have a food truck, you got to go back to yeah. your commissary kitchen. If you're catering, you still have to have some kitchen for commissary purposes, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the, this being so different, no different with you, right? And so now, you know, you're at a point where um, you're transcending, you're, you're building up the business yeah, operation, absolutely. right? You know, Blessings, you're, yeah. you're, you're moving into a space, right? Yes. So in terms of, of operation, how, what was the timeline it took from point of an inception with the idea of building out the catering business to um, to getting a bit uh, coming to close on the space? Oh, man, I would have to say this is uh, almost, what, four years, three, four years in the making. Uh, it's no secret I started in the backyard with multiple smokers, uh, even a small grill, which I converted into a smoker until I was able to save up enough money friends and family. Uh, and even before, you know, I spent all of my money, people kept constantly asking me, hey, gee, can you do me a brisket or can you do me some ribs? And I would just save money and finally purchase a smoker a little bit larger. It was still a residential smoker, but it wasn't until I bought that commercial smoker that uh, I was able to make that investment. I was a little bit too big for the <laughs> typical backyard, but my neighbors didn't mind at the time because I had to bribe them with meats and uh, mm-hmm. other goodies. So they didn't mind uh, smoking up the neighborhood. And uh, even right here in the uh, Midtown, where I started, uh, my neighbors, and I remember having to put a brisket on at 3 o'clock in the morning, and the Wayne State Police Department pulled up on me. We were like, we thought that couldn't that couldn't be slows because it's not we're not by slows, but I smell something burning, man. It's good. And I was hoping, you know, it wasn't no burglary. And I was like, hey, man, you want me to throw you some sausages on? How long is your shift? But, uh, yeah, that's how uh, I started out in the backyard. And um, eventually moved from there, started doing more shared kitchens when I started doing larger events, Mm -hmm. um, helping me out, uh, learning the business until I was able to make that leap and that jump. And so uh, now where I've actually found a home. Right. You know, so it doesn't happen overnight, man. You know, a lot of people... They get get really confused about that, you know, but I think it's important, right? Like you come up with your, your business idea, you kind of test the market, make sure people like the food, yeah. do all of that things. And then as it makes sense, you make incremental investments, right? You double down, triple yeah. down, all of that, right? Yeah, you know? totally just great support from my friends and family. And there was a lot of times where uh, I cooked for free. Mm-hmm. I cooked for free. And um, whether it was me not having the timing right and I had to bring the food a little tardy for the party. And, uh, but luckily people were kind. Okay. People were kind because, uh, they believed in me and supported me and, uh, continued to support me. So it was a lot of, uh, free food given out, uh, with even people sampling my food and putting my food out there and letting the food speak for itself. That was another thing that saved me a lot too. And it also let me know that, uh, my food was pretty good, I guess, because people didn't mind after they ate it. Oh, yeah. So, it's always a good sign. Good sign of the product. So before we go to break here, if people want to get food from you, how do they how do they do that? Please visit our website at SmokeyGSmokehouse.com. You can always give us a call, 313-693-2533. Also, we got the uh, social media outlets going on at Smokey G Smokehouse. 
uh, Facebook, Instagram. I'm not too savvy with Twitter, so please come and holler at me on the gram. I always try to get my likes up <laughs> on the gram. And of course, I'm sorry for saying this. I didn't mean to transition like this. All right. Rest in power to Nipsey Hussle. Sorry about that. Very sad moment, but um, had to robbed. just put it out there. Yeah, robbed. Yeah. Robbed. And uh, inspiration because uh, definitely, and even as we talked before, um, you know, want to do things in and around the community. And that's nothing brings people more together than good food, being outside, and uh, having a good time. And so, uh, he definitely brought the community for different people uh, to come out and support him. And uh, he's inspirational. He'll, he'll truly be missed. Yep, absolutely. Missed indeed. We've got founder and proprietor of Smokey G's House, a smokehouse. Gregory Sims will be back here uh, after this commercial break. <laughs> 